I'm amazed how many people own stocks. Welcome to the Playing Footsie podcast. My name's Paul, and each episode, me and the lads get together to talk about the stocks, stock market news, and finance in general. Quick disclaimer, you shouldn't consider anything in this podcast as personal financial advice. If you need such advice, go to a financial advisor. And please remember, when investing in any form, your capital is at risk. So sit back, relax, and let the lads fill you in with all the stock market news of the week. The sucker's going up. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Playing Footsie podcast. This is the midweek Footsie podcast. No question this week because uh, this is the night after the day before uh, we've had Chris Hill on the show. Uh, Chris Hill, if anyone doesn't know, is the uh, host of the Motley Fool uh podcast it's on daily um it's an exceptional podcast just uh if you want to listen to 20 minutes a day and just uh you know just get some great insights i find it as a great sort of breakdown like little chunky breakdown of of the day or the week and and it can really open your eyes sometimes but we managed to get him on the show and ask him a few questions about his 25 year investing career uh it was really good to pick some date uh some information out of him uh, today, we're just going to go over what we thought the best information we were able to gather out. Sorry, that's a really poor way of describing it. But um, we just want to talk about the, the best uh, best chunks of knowledge that we gained out of Chris last night. Um, what do you guys think the best part of our little interview was? Um, so I'll kick us off here then. Um, Chris was an amazing guest, right? And based on his experience and the stuff that he does basically for a living, I mean, you never thought he wouldn't be, right? I mean, he was always going to be a, a great guest and he was always going to be a great person to talk to. What I enjoyed most, I think, about um, our kind of chat with him was it gave him a bit of a chance, and I really enjoyed this, to talk about some stocks a bit because normally he's there directing the discussion and asking the questions and he contributes sort of bits and pieces and so on, but it's not usually a kind of we don't get much insight into what he thinks. Before we kind of started off, I had a look at his portfolio and figured I didn't really know anything about what was in it. But I really enjoyed that kind of last segment that we have. It's always good to hear what people think about stocks. But a lot of the time you kind of know a little bit because they've talked about them or you have a sense for their style of investing. Listening to Chris's kind of um, sermon on the mount about Starbucks um, has, has properly uh, that's that's going to have a lasting effect on me, I think. Uh, I'd been looking at Starbucks a little bit, but I was also slightly stuck on thinking, I feel like now is a strange time to be buying Starbucks. There's a fertilizer shortage, there's crop shortages, everything, the price of everything is going up. Uh, Labour costs are going up in the States. I don't know what to make of this possible Chinese expansion there. It feels like the wrong quarter to be buying Starbucks, but damn it if Chris hasn't kind of pushed me that bit closer to buying Starbucks as a result of our, our chat today. I need to I need to go back through it to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I can with see you. that. I need to like I want to watch that real uh real closely again because uh can we, can we just address what i was doing <laughs> on that one uh i actually probably did the first ever podcast from inside of an ambulance uh last night because i i just didn't want to miss it um I, I miss brian and i'm i'm good at it. i miss brian i didn't want to miss uh chris either so i did the whole but uh my segment of the podcast from inside the ambulance on uh, a great little gadget that riverside sent me to uh hold my phone up which was pretty cool so but i i recorded it the wrong way as well so that's why you probably see my forehead in the, in the whole thing as well but <laughs> <laughs> uh steve's having a whale of a time trying to edit that uh, he sent me the messages today but um 
yeah well what did you think steve because i'm really struggling to pick out a real best bit of this so i guess my the, the, the most interesting part was that looking through his portfolio he's got a lot of uh, high sort of high profitability steady steady companies um but he was he, he was quite happy to talk about the sort of high growth stuff he had uh, and uh, he was talking that he timed the top of the the nasdaq but the reason he wasn't so bothered about that was because he he said i've got a post-it note and i've wrote the where i've wrote the numbers 2031 on it and that's when he's going to start looking at those stocks again. And he said there was, I think he said nine of them. And that was quite an interesting, uh, so it's an interesting little basket that he's, he's built there. But he said, I'm fully expecting some of those to be bust, some of those to be acquired. Some of them probably won't even have reached the share price that, you know, that I bought them at. But there's a few in there that are going to make up the difference. And I think that's kind of... That's kind of really key to to growth investing, isn't it? Is that you can't get them all right, but you don't need to get too many of them right to make a very decent return. So that was a really interesting thing, and that's not just something we've heard from Chris. We've we've heard that from Brian, and even um, Sven talks about that quite a lot in his channel. When Sven says uh, you only need three or four of them to be an investing genius, uh, and six of them, I think he calls you a super genius. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting point. I mean, it's kind of like a lot of things about investing are blinding flashes of the obvious. Um, but you still need somebody to tell you them. And I think Chris is, well, I mean, you could tell from his background, he's he's an excellent communicator. And I think he is a pretty decent teacher as well that he probably doesn't quite get the credit for. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, overall, um, I I think I said it in the podcast on, on its at the time is is that everyone comes back to the fundamentals of investing in the end don't they they come back to time in the market beats time in the market control your emotion control your behavior and generally uh you'll you only need one or two stocks to do really well and you should do okay and 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 of course like indexes as well you know um i'm sure everybody who we've interviewed on this podcast uh, would come back with the same thing and say, like, just invest in the index funds if you if you uh, don't mm. want to do the, the uh, legwork or you don't find the legwork easy or fun to pick stocks. But I think the most, um, the biggest thing that I pulled out of that, and 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 I always will, I, and I will always, every time we get a guest on the show I will, who has an, a, a long investing background, I will always ask them about their emotion and about their feelings during the bad times in the stock market because I've never personally been through a bad time in the stock market, or at least I don't feel like I have been through one yet. Um, and uh, again, he he was very clear on his emotion and and how he needed to 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 control it by knowing his businesses and understanding what he's bought um and and just having a bit of faith that uh, the world will be a better place the other end of whatever conflict or disease or uh, financial recession we're going through at the, at the time and and one's coming isn't it we we know that uh, one is coming in the next couple of years uh, most likely um so we just need to be prepared for that and and i think he gave some great great advice on that um very early and i'm going to ask that to everybody that that we come across because I, i'm trying to build a library of knowledge on uh emotional control and uh and behavioral finance uh here and uh i think he was a great guest to to gleam a bit of that knowledge out of 
Also, apparently, um, uh, invest while high is the is the other is, is the other one, right? Um, he told a, mm. a great story about <laughs> when he came when he came home and started investing o- o- overnight, and uh, uh, he bought Amazon by accident. Was was that what the story was? Um, uh, yeah, just, he said it was the first was time he'd had painkillers in his adult life, which that I thought it. must mean he is absolutely hard as nails. <laughs> um, yeah. to, to never use painkillers in his adult life <laughs> or at least that was my takeaway from that story it seems <laughs> like if he if he had used painkillers in his adult life being an american he would of course be bankrupt um, <laughs> so, so it is so it is uh, probably the interesting point but yeah i think uh it's quite interesting to see that you guys you both have painkillers for breakfast um but, <laughs> but yeah i'm just thinking of all the things you could buy all the things you could buy in, in 1999. And I suppose that sort of goes on to the next point about him. He was quite readily happy to to give Luck some credit mm. uh, in a lot mm. of the decisions he's made. I mean, he'll, he'll, take, uh, he'll take credit himself for the fact that he held it the year later when it dropped 90% or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought that was quite interesting. I think there's a lot of investors who, who will buy a stock and it'll go up the next year and they'll say... Ah, you see, that's my ability. Whereas, whereas Chris would say, "Well, that was just luck. That was yeah. timing." Over a ten and twenty year period, yeah, yeah, you can call that ability. But in the first year, yeah, that's that's just luck. Mm. What, what's it like? Uh, what's it like having a stock drop ninety percent, Steve? <laughs> um, <laughs> which which one in particular? I think that's fitting, though, isn't it? I think um, it's the same thing. Uh, Amazon dropped 90% like a few months after he bought it, and he still held. Oh, my God, he still held. Hmm. Um, that's, that's a lesson, right, to uh, look at fundamentals of business rather than the stock price. Anyway, I think we'll leave it there because we only wanted to make this one short because we're, we're going to all go back to work now. Um, Thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Playing Football Puts the podcast. And uh, you can check out our full interview with um, uh, Chris Hill. Uh, I think it comes out Sunday before this. So uh, uh, go mm-hmm. back through go back through our library, probably only one video, and uh, see an excellent conversation with somebody who was really inspiring in the stock market.